Today, beloved, we find ourselves in the book of Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9, beginning at verse number 3. Acts chapter number 9, beginning at verse number 3. And the word of the Lord reads on this wise, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuteth thou me? And he said, well, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days. He was there three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Neither did eat nor drink. Our verse of consideration, I believe, is verse number eight. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For a few moments, I want to minister from the topic, the fall that changed my life. The fall that changed my life. Father, crucify all flesh. You get the glory out of this. Thank you for the anointing to preach your word. Use this for your glory like only you can. In Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God, the fall that changed my life. And so it is, beloved of God, we find ourselves on today in the book of Acts. Acts is known as the Acts of the Apostles, for it is in the book of Acts where uh, the Holy Ghost would begin to empower the church and would begin to uh, move about in the people of God that they can do great exploits. It is in the book of Acts where uh, 11 apostles vote one in to consider, or should I say complete, the 12-fold ministry. And there is one by the name of Paul or Saul who's also inducted in. It is in the book of Acts where the Holy Spirit, the Paracletus, the day of Pentecost, uh, fully comes. It is in the book of Acts where Jesus ascends and gives them instructions to wait in the upper room until they are endowed with power. There are some theologians that consider the book of Acts as the fifth gospel because the good news just keeps on flowing. The book of Acts outlines three of Paul's missionary journeys. Although he was although he was known as the Apostle Paul, you find him doing missionary work. And I've come to tell you that sometime, beloved, you are required to do work outside of your title and that might appear 
appear to be beneath your calling. But what is more important, to be a servant of God doing whatever it takes or being selective to do what you want to do. And so it is, beloved of God, that in this particular text here now, we find the young man, a young zealous man by the name of Saul. Saul at this particular moment is a young man who the Pharisees, the Sadducees, God, the Hebrews have invested a lot in. He is a learned man. He is an educated man. He's not ignorant. He's not stupid, if you will, but he knows, God, the ways of this Bible. He knows doctrine. He has been fueled and empowered not to succeed, but to be destructive. And for a lot of us, we must understand one of the most harmful things that we could have ever obtained is knowledge. For I know they taught you that knowledge is power, but what do you do with the power that is given to you? For some of us, we use it to better, to build, to further, to empower others. But then there are many of us, we use that same power to destroy, to belittle, to discourage. God, I thank you. And to even, God, dismantle people. God did not equip you with what he's giving you to be judgmental. For the Bible declares, judge ye not lest ye be judged. And one of the characteristics of knowledge is that sometimes too much knowledge can make a person judgmental. My grandmother said it this way, it can make you a mister or missus know-it-all. And because you know-it-all, can't nobody tell you nothing because you know everything. It will even make you impose your knowledge on people who are not asking or even seeking the knowledge that you have. Can I tell you something, beloved of God? I got knowledge has to be something that people have to open up to, have to be ready for. You can't just shove it down their throat. It'll make them shut down. God, and so it is, beloved of God, that Paul, he matriculated in the best schools, for he had a desire to do a work for the Lord. But he did not have clear understanding of the work that he desired or the work that the Lord desired to do. And I want to spend a few moments talking about that because a lot of us uh, want to work for God, uh, but we're not sitting around long enough to wait for God uh, to give us the work that we need to do. And so what happens is we turn into busybodies. And one dangerous thing is a busybody that knows uh, how to do what they're doing. It's hard to stop them. It's hard to hinder them because they know how to do it. Nevertheless, that might not be the thing that God wants you to do. Let me go one step higher. There are a lot of singers out there that know how to riff, know how to scrawl, even know how to put on a good performance. But it may not be God's will for you to be a preacher or an evangelist. But because you have the mechanics, you step into something you're not ordained to do. And in this hour and this season, we've got to be very careful that our mechanics does not replace our anointing. That our mechanics does not replace, God, I thank you, the gift that God has actually trying to nurture in us. And so it is uh, that Paul was on fire for what he felt was God. Uh, he had a desire to set the church in order because at this particular time, uh, people were doing whatever they wanted to do. 
that. And we're in an hour and we're in a season where people are doing everything and they're calling it church. They're saying everything and they're calling it God. They're moving in every direction and calling it ministry. But even now I hear the Lord saying, not so, not so, not so. And so it is, beloved of God, that Paul, he wasn't by himself, but he had some self-righteous Christians, some self-righteous believers, some self-righteous religious folks that were pushing him along the way. And you've got to be very careful that you don't allow people to get behind you, that don't have the Spirit of God in them. Because what they'll do is, they'll push you to do things that appear to be right, but it's outside of the will of God. For the Bible declares there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but in the end it shall lead to a road called destruction. And so it is that these Pharisees and Sadducees, they begin to fuel Paul's correction campaign. And you ought, get, you ought not be so perfect that you feel you can correct any and everybody. For the first correction you ought to make is in yourself. For before you can judge me, you've got to judge yourself. Before you try to correct me, you've got to bring correction up to your own life. The Bible declares that God says, how can you judge God the stick in one person's eye? And you've got a tree hanging out the side of, of your head. You've got to get your own house in order before you try to come and deal with my house. And so it is, God, so it is, beloved of God, that Saul was doing more damage than good in the name of the Lord. And there are a lot of people that are suffering in church right now because of the Saul's that know how, God, but have not been commissioned to. Let me say it again, for the Saul's in the church that know how, but have not been commissioned to. For you may know how to answer your call, but you have not been commissioned to instruct me how to answer my call. Because all of us have been called in different ways. All of us have been called at different times. And all of us have been called for different reasons and seasons. Tell your neighbor, my calling is different. I've been anointed to be peculiar. I've been anointed to stand out from everybody else. And so it is, beloved of God, that him now in the text, Saul, is riding down a road called Damascus. For the road ironically leads into the town of Damascus. And so they call it the road to Damascus. For at this particular time, he's not by himself, but he has others that are with him. And you've got to be very careful that you don't have other people following up in your, uh, God, ways of error. you got to be very careful that you don't have other people following up in your ways of judgment and correction. And so I heard, I heard that Saul was riding up down the road. He was riding high on his horse without a care in the world. 
ready to destroy the church and the people of God in the name of the Lord. And the God that I serve is more into rebuilding, God, I thank you, than destruction. He's more into encouraging than discouraging. He's more into membering than dismembering. And I've come to tell you, be very careful of those who are trying to separate the wheat from the tear. And so I heard, beloved of God, that Saul was riding up with a company of men. Come on, Stephen, let's ride. And so the Bible declares that God got tired of Saul in his judgmental ways. And I hope I'm not talking to you today. But God is tired of you looking your nose down on everybody. God is tired of you judging everybody like you've never done nothing wrong. God is tired of you always telling people what to do. And I heard that a light shine from heaven. For I remember the songwriter saying, Search me, Lord. Shine a light from heaven on my soul. And if you find anything that should not be, take it out, Lord, and strengthen me. And so the word says, when the light appeared, it knocked Saul off his beast. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, there are people falling today, not because of how they sinned, not because of who they slept with, not because of what they drank, not because of what they smoked, but sometimes, beloved, when you're on your way someplace, you've got no business going, carrying out a agenda that God did not say it will lead you to a fall. There are, there are some prophets that are getting ready to fall. There are some pastors that are getting ready to fall. There are some leaders that are getting ready to fall. And the word said, beloved, that when he fell, God began to speak. Tell your neighbor, sometime the best message comes when you fall. For I heard the Bible declare, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, God will lean on your neighbor and say, God will. Exalt you above measure. And I heard that Jesus said to Saul, Why are you working against me? I know you want to work for me, but your ways are counterproductive, doing more harm than good. Let me interject my testimony here. When I called, when I was ready to work for God, many were called, but few were chosen. Some were sent, but I just went. I was riding high, thinking I was big, thinking 
I was bad, but I serve a God that knows how to humble you and bring you down to bend your knees. And I heard, I heard, I heard the Bible say that Jesus said, you're kicking against the bricks, you're going against the grain, and I need you to line up. And so I heard, yes I heard, that the men, they heard the voice, but they didn't see nobody. Everybody saw me fall, but nobody understood what happened to me. For I read in the word, though a man fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For God will uphold him with his right hand. I once was young, but now I'm old. And I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. And so the Bible, the Bible declares when Saul got up from the earth, tell somebody I went down, but I'm destined to get back up. When he got up on his two feet, he had a charge to keep and a God to glorify. Tell your neighbor, I fell hard, but I got back up. I got up charged. I got up ready to run on to see what the end is going to be. Be encouraged, but love of God, I came to let you know that this fall changed my life. It wasn't my ending, but a brand new beginning. For behold, I do a new work in you. Will it not spring forth now? Get ready, get ready, get ready. God wants to use you. Lift your head, open your mouth, and give him praise. Tell your neighbor, my fall was not final. It wasn't my end, but a brand new beginning. For this was the fall that changed my life. I fell before, but never like this. I fell for lies. I fell for scandal. I fell for rumors. I fell for her. You fell for him. But beloved, I came to let you know change looks good on you. Change looks good on you. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and give God a praise. Tell your 
This fall. 